Rev Health, we love science. We have the know-how and wherewithal to uncover ways to clinically differentiate brands from their competitors. Understanding the conversation between clinician and patient is central to telling a compelling scientific story. Visit RevHealth.com to see how we bring science to life. RevHealth. We love science. Hi, this is Mark Iskowitz. I'm editor-at-large for MMM, and I'm super excited to be part of this episode of A100 Storycast, Storycast, a new podcast series which gives members of the MMM Agency 100 list an opportunity to expound on what sets them apart. In this episode, we're focusing on the agency Rev Health, what the agency calls science-first marketing, and how this can accelerate the growth of healthcare brands, as well as careers. Today, we're going to be discussing the role of the PharmD and other medical and science-based professionals with two members of the RevHealth team who not only have a PharmD, but who exemplify that science-first philosophy. Valerie Chow, who is EVP, Chief Medical Strategist, and Ryan Wolf, who is a medical writer. Valerie and Ryan, how are you? And welcome to MMM StoryCast. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Great to be here. Absolutely. Pleasure's all mine. So Valerie, let's just start with you. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do at the agency, how long you've been there and, and where you went to school. Sure. So I, um, I oversee the medical team here at Rev Health. I'm coming up on 12 years at Rev Health. And, you know, I got the start being at pharmacy school and coming through as a rotation student. So I've I've seen Rev Health from the time when I started of around 50 people grow to 200. Um, so it's pretty, pretty amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Kudos to you for your uh, longevity there. And uh, Ryan, how about you? You know, what do you do there? How long have you been with the agency and, and where did you go to school? Yeah, so I've I've been here coming up on about two years. I started out at Rev Health actually as a fellow. So for, you know, anybody who doesn't know what a fellowship is in the PharmD world, you can do a postgraduate ed education in either residency or also fellowship. So that's what I did at Rev Health. You know, it was very good learning experience. And then after a year, they welcomed me on as a full-time writer. So, you know, it's been lovely working here. Great opportunity. I started out actually... Um, in uh, web design years ago. So it's a little bit of a different way to get into the industry from a lot of other people. I transferred on to wanting to do something a little bit more important. So that's how I got into the medical field. And I wound up going to uh, pharmacy school at Toro College of Pharmacy in Manhattan. Oh, very nice. You know, it's, it's interesting that you, you both came, you know, this is one of your first, if not the ex first professional experiences coming right out of your you know, professional school. I'd like to hear, you know, starting with you, Ryan, tell, tell me something that you really enjoy about your job. So, you know, the, the, this is something that's kind of different for me, being used to working in the tech industry in the past, you know, I've had a lot of, um, you know, high energy roles that I've worked in, but working at an agency is very different. It's, it's you know, you, you kind of hit the ground running. 
there's, you never run out of projects to do. You never run out of anything to work on. Specifically at Rev Health, what, what I love is we're kind of, you know, I don't want to overuse the term family, but we really are kind of a family. We, we really work together on everything. So, you know, if, if there's ever anything you can't get done yourself, somebody from another team will help you out. And likewise, you know, if you ever actually do run out of work to do, you can help out another team. I really like the reward factor that you get from that. Sure. How about you, Valerie? Something you really enjoy about your job? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's pretty similar to what Ryan was talking about. It's the reason why I've really stuck with Rev Health for as long as I have really is that sense of family, the the collaboration, the brilliant and amazing people that you get to work with day in and day out. Um, that's really, it's, it's a great feeling when you can go to work and, and expect that you have that interaction always. Sure. It also must be fun that you're getting to combine your clinical knowledge uh, with the ability to, you know, create life-saving communications, you know, that really uh, make a difference, uh, you know, in people's lives and the lives of healthcare professionals. Uh, so, you know, to that end, Let's segue to the next question here. What, what makes Rev Health different? Um, and Valerie, let's st- stick with you on this one. Um, you know, from the perspective of your, you know, science first mantra um, and how that kind of um, impacts your, your, your brands that you work with and HCPs and patients. Sure. Yeah, Rev Health, I think something that we always keep in mind is we're not just here to market products to our customers. We very much want to focus on communicating healthcare information. And with that, we really need to make sure that it's science-based. So as you mentioned, we, we apply this science-first approach. So for us, what that means is, you know, across the board, regardless of what position, what department, the staff at Rev is it's full of people who are just hungry to learn and understand what it is that they're working on. And to even further dig deeper into that, we have these folks who are steeped in the science, you know, whether they are PharmDs like Ryan and I or PhDs, MDs. Um, and as a whole, we're taking the agency's understanding of a product and a disease state to that next level. And like I said, these individuals you know, they can be found across departments. It's not just on the medical team that Ryan and I are on. Um, and it really makes it unique having folks who are in a creative role and having that background or on the account side and being able to speak that language too. Um, so with everyone at Rev Health being eager to understand their products and disease states, and we really have an incredible ability to dig in, dig into the product data, the competitive set, and really find the patients who would gain the most benefit from these products. Um, and, you know, I think if we break it down by the audiences, like you mentioned, you know, for, for our clients, we bring this deep understanding. And as a result, we can really be an extension of them. We can help design a strategic plan that's customized to their product and their disease state, rather than showing something that's cookie cutter, we do all the time and then just try and retrofit that way. We we're able to bring a whole nother level of, of understanding and, and plan things out from there. For healthcare professionals, really, we're able to create content that's clinically meaningful and relevant for these practitioners. Um, and it's regardless of your communication channel that we talk about, regardless of a tactic. And then finally for patients, you know, our passion as, as an agency is to really arm them 
with an understanding of their disease state that they're faced with and why a product might be important, not simply just trying to sell them something that they should take. Sure. Yeah. I think that's, you know, in step with the way patients as consumers expectations are moving, you know, that's just more, you know, how is this going to make my life easier rather than, you know, more of a, you know, an acute care kind of thing as the, as the industry tries to shift, you know, more from, you know, acute care and more to staying out of the hospital, you know, and a kind of lifestyle, that type of thing. It seems, it seems like it's that you're in step with that. Uh, Ryan, do you want to build on, on Valerie's response there a little bit? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I second everything that that Val mentioned. I think kind of what what makes us also unique is we we have sort of a, a motto at Rev Health. You know, with with change comes opportunity, and you know, one one area where I can say, especially in what I've seen just from starting here, I I started at Rev Health in 2020. You know, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, at the time, I think we were something like 150 employees. And since then we've grown to, I think we're, we're close to 250. We have almost double the amount of PharmDs working for us, um, MDs, uh, PhDs as well. So, you know, I think that's something that, that, you know, makes us incredibly unique where we're able to, you know, take that huge change that affected the entire world and, and, kind of try to find, you know, opportunity in it and, and build on it. Okay, great. It's, it sounds like you have a very deep scientific bench there, other science-based professionals, uh, which to your point earlier, you have a really well-rounded team there. Uh, so speaking of that, Ryan, let's stay with you a little bit for this next one. What's work life like at Rev Health? You know, tell me a little bit about sort of a day in the life, if you, if you would. Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting. And, and I feel like, you know, I, I have sort of a unique view on this because I started, you know, right during the pandemic and and I had to start up remotely, you know, so, you know, that was that was two days of remote, you know, onboarding and, and all of that. And, you know, the, the one thing that I can say is that I think a lot of people had difficulty in that transition. For me, with Rev Health, I feel like everything just worked out so perfectly. Um, everybody is an absolute pleasure to work with, you know, and, and that's something you can, you can see easily in person, but it's hard to really transmit that, you know, virtually in, in this new world. Um, but you, you definitely always had that feeling. And, you know, for me, definitely always felt that people were here, not, not just to, to help, you know, me learn and to help me build, but, um, also on a more personal basis, not to really harp on that family thing, but we, we definitely do kind of work as a family unit at Rev Health. Um, I think when, when it comes to the actual, what, what was it like starting out? You know, I, I mentioned that it was a fast paced environment and it, it really is there. There is a high learning curve to, you know, starting out at an agency. Um, I think anybody who has worked at an agency, even, you know, medical or not medical, you know, you, you know, that term agency life, you know, and then you kind of get the feeling of what that means, you know? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of work, you know, some, some days you're working far past, you know, what a normal person would call, you know, a normal work day. But, um, but, you know, despite that fact, I love it. It's kind of uh, energizing. You finish your day feeling like you did something important. That's terrific. And when you look around and you see people like Valerie who've been there for more than a decade, you know, that, that must you know give you a good feeling as well. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? I think the easiest way to state, you know, where I see myself is I see myself 
hopefully being Val in 10 years, you know, and, and not, not specifically, you know, I would love to stay at Rev Health. I hope I can stay at Rev Health for that long, but, but, you know, wherever I am to, to be in that type of role, specifically staying on the medical side of things, medical communication, being a medical director or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of uh, career opportunities, which we'll talk about. Valerie, you know, speaking of that, what happens to team members that move on from Rev Health? What kinds of opportunities do they typically move on to? Yeah, I mean, I think like any other agency, there are certainly situations where some have gone to other medical communication agencies. It's not atypical, um, but we have seen a lot of folks come back, um, which is which is always nice. And usually, those are folks we we would we welcome back with with open arms. But, you know, outside of the agency folks, we actually have quite a few, especially those who have that PharmD background, they will go client side. They go to the medical team. Sometimes um, they're in medical affairs and they'll serve as, a, as an MSL. In other cases, they actually will join brand teams as well um, on the marketing side. So it's it's nice to see the evolution of that and frequently those who do go client side, they they remember us um, as they move on in their careers. And if they ever need, you know, the agency support, they they come back to us as well, knowing that they can they know what to expect out of Rev Health. Right. So it's a win-win. If they do move on to the client side, then you have a friend for life, so to speak. You know, you've you've got that referral, which which must be nice. Right. And I'm sure you have a, a nice alumni uh, network there. We'll be right back with more of Rev Health's A100 Storycast. Rev Health loves science. It's the core of every communication we create. Telling a compelling scientific story is at the heart of everything we do. Visit RevHealth.com to learn more about our love for science. We're back with Rev Health's Valerie Chow, EVP, Chief Medical Strategist, and Ryan Wolf, who's a medical writer. I was wondering if you could, you know, since you both are kind of steeped in this world, if you could share with us how MedComs is changing and you could kind of take that any way you, you wish. When I asked you that question, you know, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it how it's changing, you know, to evolve to the, to the changing needs of, of how products are, are changing, you know, maybe away from small molecule towards specialty drugs or, or maybe in the way that reimbursement is evolving or the way HCP's needs are evolving, you know, how... How are you kind of really, you know, shifting and pivoting uh, the, the MedComs practice these days? Yeah, no, I think that's a, a great question. And I think the examples you give are, are perfectly apropos. Um, you know, the the trend of, and this isn't necessarily just MedComs, but, you know, across across the, the gamut of, of pharmaceutical marketing in general is really those, the products really are getting more and more complicated. They're more and more specialized. The disease states are becoming more complicated and and more crowded, too, in a lot of cases. Right. So as far as applying that that idea of science first, it becomes even more critical that we are looking closely at the data. We have a really good understanding of it so we can really keep up with things um, and really help our clients realize where exactly do their products fit with it within the treatment paradigm. So so it's. It's not becoming less data driven. That's probably a safe assumption, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. There's all kinds of new data, real, real world data, 
uh, you know, claims data, you name it. So it's sounds like uh, it's it's all of the above. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I wanted to also ask you how you you keep your talent pipeline fresh. You know, what is how, or how does the agency help you know to fuel the careers of those newly graduated PharmDs as you both once found yourselves to be? Yeah, I mean, I can speak from from my experience. You know, I mentioned I was a rotation student and I got that opportunity because um, I came through the Rutgers Pharmacy School um, and we were lucky enough to have one of our the owners of, of Rev Health, Bruce, Bruce Epstein. He's a, a professor there and he happens to teach a marketing class, um, which is not typical for, for most pharmacy schools. So we were very lucky to get that exposure. Um, and that's an ongoing course for students there. And um, we're able to gather a lot of students from that, give them that additional experience in something that you don't typically get from pharmacy school. It's outside of that typical retail and, and clinical realm. Is Bruce a pharmacist? Yes, he is. Wow, I'd forgotten about that. And he's, he teaches in the program. That, that's, really, that's really great. And the, the fellowship program, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, with the fellowship program, it's relatively new. Um, most of the most of the fellowship programs, I want to say, five seven years ago, they were all on the industry side, um, where it was highly focused on getting into a pharmaceutical company and having one of the fellowships there. More recently, there have been quite a few more fellowships opening on the agency side, and um, Ryan was was one of our first. Um, and you know, I, I had the pleasure of working with him as well as some others on our team um, in just really sharing the, the opportunities on the agency side, really getting folks up to speed on what does it actually mean to work for an agency and how they can really contribute and, and provide that clinical value that they learned in school. Ryan, t- tell us about your uh, you know, experience in that program, if you, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so so Val was was actually my preceptor, which you know I I, I feel like I kind of lucked out tons and tons of experience to you know kind of help me guide me teach me and all of that. Uh, w- one thing that I could say is that you know I talked about a little bit earlier about how you kind of hit the ground running working in an agency, and you know so obviously that's no different. You know if you're in a fellowship. Um, fellowship programs, kind of the, the way that they're designed is it's it's an education, you know, it's an ed, a postgraduate education opportunity, but you are working as a full-time employee. So just to kind of give you, you know, an example of how this might differ from, you know, the traditional fellowship program at a large pharmaceutical uh, company, a few of my friends, you know, are fellows, they're, they're still fellows at larger uh, pharmaceutical companies. And, you know, just, just looking at the way they started out versus me within, you know, a week or two, I was working on projects on three different teams between, you know, several different disease states, um, got to learn a lot, got to learn, you know, about how different pharma companies work. Um, so you're not really sort of in the box, so to speak. You're not just learning, you know, the styles of one company or exactly how they run. You're learning, you know, wide experience of different companies. So that, that's kind of how it differs at Rev Health. Um, and, you know, I, I think for, for me, at least, that was very important for, for how I've grown in, in just the past year and a half. And uh, what about the internship program, uh, Ryan? Can you talk about your experience there? 
Yes. So, so I'm, I'm not only a medical writer. I actually help run the internship program at Rev Health. And just, just to briefly explain for, you know, those of you who, who don't, you know, know exactly what this is, you know, obviously most, you know, a lot of, a lot of schools have internship programs where students get experience. For PharmDs, it's actually a requirement like it is for a lot of different uh, medical professions. So, you know, most schools will have about a year, my school had a year and a half of experiential education, um, and they're, they're called APPEs at the school, APPEs. So Bruce developed the internship program to be able to accept students from, I think we have six different schools now that we accept students from as part of these APPEs. And they come in, and what we try to do is is typically, you know, this is supposed to be an experiential education they learn by doing, you know, and, and that's very important, not just in the medical industry, you know, working in a hospital, but very important in the pharmaceutical industry as well, you know, learning by doing. But because this is so unique, because of what, you know, Val was talking about, that there, there aren't that many programs that teach marketing from, you know, a sort of didactic sense. So we like to try to include that in our program as well. So, you know, luckily we have Bruce, I have his lectures, you know, we can actually teach students kind of make it like a 50-50 experience where they learn by doing, they work on actual projects while they're here, but they also learn about marketing from a more traditional sense. And just uh, briefly, you know, Ryan, you colleagues maybe who kind of went on from school to go into the pharmaceutical company track, are they going into mainly the trade departments at their corporations, you know, where there's those corporations that deal directly with, you know, in what they call the trade sector? It depends. Um, a lot of a lot of the fellowship programs are are very targeted. So, for instance, I have a few friends who went into programs that are MSL directed. And essentially from that, you know, they're they're going to become MSLs. Typically, MSLs, you know, are people who have a decent amount of, you know, real world experience. So the, this is something that can kind of push them ahead, you know, and allow them to get that job. Others, I have a friend who works in uh, medical affairs and he actually just got a job. Um, full-time jobs. So, you know, it, ju- it just depends. I think the the marketing aspect is um, it's a little bit more rare. It's harder to find fellowships. So that's, you know, that's another thing that sets, you know, doing a marketing fellowship at an agency a, a little bit aside from the rest. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Valerie, just, you know, one more question. Uh, I'll let you both go. What's Rev Health going to be doing next to further your science first differentiation? Yeah, I think as I mentioned before, we we talked a little bit about what science first could look like for patients. And over the last couple of years, we've the company has been really building up an amazing patient education and advocacy team um, dubbed We the People. And you know, as a team, you know, they're they're so passionate about educating patients and caregivers on the why behind therapy. And, and that really puts them in control of their health. And I think putting that science first aspect to it, helping them understand what is the science behind it. It can hopefully give them an understanding for why these drugs are important and then also why they should take the medication and and continue on it and really helping with some medication adherence and and compliance. And because the ability to stick, stick to doing anything, whether it's exercising, eating right, taking a medication, you know, starts with understanding why 
it's important to do it at all. So we really want to be there for them to provide the impetus for that. That's fascinating. Okay. Well, to that end, I hope we can do this again as we hear more about that program, as well as how Rev Health Science First Philosophy is uh, evolving. So Valerie and Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Do you love science? At Rev Health, it's more than just our mantra. We walk the walk and talk your talk. Visit RevHealth.com to see how we bring science to life. Rev Health. We love science.